Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting-edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom and their tools so that you can move beyond fear, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, so that you can heal and live the abundant, passionate life of your dreams. I am your host, Tanya Penny, and I'm here because I'm devoted to helping you to heal and really to have it all, a healthy body, a peaceful mind, a balanced lifestyle, to have passion in your life, to have and fully live your purpose. So today, I'm excited to share the wisdom of Rachel O'Mara with you. We're going to be diving into nurturing your body, and specifically today, we're going to be talking about the important piece of rest, or quote-unquote pausing, as Rachel calls it, so that you can heal and receive 100% abundance in all areas of your life. So a little bit about Rachel before we dive into this conversation. Rachel is a transformational leadership coach and author, assisting others to fulfill their potential. She is a sales executive at Google and also hosts authors who have meaningful messages about mindfulness and emotional intelligence for the Talks at Google YouTube channel. She writes regularly for the Huffington Post and has been featured in the New York Times and on WSJ.com. She leads workshops and speaks on the practice of pausing. She has a certificate in transformational coaching and has an MBA from Fordham University. Ah, Rachel, welcome. Mm, Hi, Tanya. Welcome. Thank you (laughs) for having me. Thank you for being here. I know that we've both been juggling our busy schedules, but um, we we finally connected. Um, We did it. So I'm really... Yay! And so I'm really excited to share your message today. Um, I'd love for you just to start by sharing, gosh, what do I want you to start with? What was your turning point? Like, what what was your big aha that some people call it their breakdown that brought you to this important concept of pausing and or resting? I call it resting. You call it pausing. Yeah, yeah. So I can share a little bit about my background and and what led up to me learning this. I will call it a lesson. I'll call it a teaching practice and now a practice (laughs) about pausing. And so I, and, and I think it's also important to kind of frame pausing. And what I define as a pause is any intentional shift in behavior. So it can mean rest. It can mean taking a time out. Uh, but it's also really more focused on the intention. So, so, so re- uh, rest can be intentional, just like healing your body can be intentional. Feeding and nurturing yourself is intentional, all of that. So 
that's really the frame that I put pausing in. <clears throat> and I, and as you've mentioned, I work at Google, and about actually six years ago now, I was in a place, uh, I'll take you guys all back with me, on uh, working in a customer support manager role. So I had a team of people reporting to me and really wasn't doing great at my job. And a lot of that was self, I'll call this the self-fulfilling prophecy, where my negative mm. mindset and my mental monkey mind was kind of thinking about, every time I got a comment, Rachel, you need to communicate more effectively. You need more executive presence. You need to be more decisive. Like whatever the comment was that my manager was sharing, and she had goodwill for me, I just took that internally and thought it was, the worst news I'd ever gotten. It was like talk about dramatic and like all of all of the things that probably you don't want to have done. My head, like like my window into my thoughts was when something like this, Rachel, you're a complete failure and uh, mm. you have no business working at Google. Or Rachel, why did you even sign up for this job? You suck. You are a like a miserable failure and. Um, you may as well quit now because you're never going to get anywhere. Like, you're just not cut out for this. And whatever, whatever what my brain was going to be sharing from in that moment. And like this led to this tailspin of me. So uh, I reached a, a point where I decided I didn't want to continue this way of living. I was sad. I was crying almost nightly with my boyfriend. Like, it just wasn't, wasn't computing to to how I felt. I, my body was drained. I felt exhausted. I was burning out. And so instead of quitting, I asked and researched uh, about Google. They had a leave of absence program and I, I made a case and I, and I got a three-month unpaid break. And, and so the turning point was this three-month unpaid break where I actually took the time and mine was long, like this extended break. It's it's actually pretty rare, as most of us know. We don't have a privilege to, to have a long break. Only about 14% of companies offer uh, any kind of leave of absence program. So mm. for me, I decided to not do, to plan anything. I was deliberately open to not take plans and travel or do a bunch of things. I actually really wanted to assess my point where I was and take a hard look at myself to see where and where what I was wanted and where I was going because clearly the path I was on wasn't working for me. And so yeah. that's kind of what led wow. into this discovery process and this inquiry for me. Yeah. And um and then I ended up looking at my strengths. I decided I I took a an online assessment from Strength Finders. I would ask my friends and colleagues that I knew well and who knew me well like, what do you think I'm good at? Because I'm, I'm like, my brain isn't really seen accurately at the moment, and I don't know. I don't. I literally your brain, because your inner critic is telling you you suck right now. Yeah, so yeah, it was really like hard. Suck. Yeah, and like, who can relate, right? I mean, that's something I think. Oh, everybody has have, an inner critic. Everybody yeah. has an inner critic. And Rachel, what yeah. I'm really hearing from you, your story's so amazing. I know that a lot of people listening um, have either had like you a a quote-unquote breakdown in their job that is um, the result of them needing to pause or asking them to pause. Um, and then I know a lot of my clients also, like myself, had that like chronic illness diagnosis, which causes you, um, forces you to pause as well. I'm hearing that, you know, pausing, yes, it can mean resting, but I'm hearing from you that a big piece of it for you is really reflecting like really taking that time to slow down, reflect, 
and to go um, to go in inward versus outward and really to connect with yourself and your heart's desires yeah and, and it makes me think about a part of the book that I wrote called deep listening where I, you know this practice of deep listening is really a is, is a very important in part in service to the pause as well as your own meaning and, and feeling more satisfied in life and and if we don't take time to reflect or deep listen which which to me means like knowing how am I feeling in the moment I might feel sad I might feel angry I might feel joy I might feel fear I might feel hurt and they change constantly I mean they're just always there but we need to tune into those and those are the five primary feelings that I've been trained in fear hurt joy sadness and anger and it's really easy if you only have five choices, right, to kind of understand which one is the closest to that. And and um, when I'm when I'm allowing myself to tune in and not push those things away and just be with that and be with myself, and also how how like, like what do I want and understanding where do I like what am I moving towards, all of that um, really really helps me feel more connected to myself and and sustainable. So so like I'm thinking about chronic illnesses so my actually I just got married a couple weeks ago and my husband's sister has multiple sclerosis and it's actually um, a pretty advanced case and it's um, you know talking about so I'm seeing it every day as they're staying with us from India um, what it's like to live with chronic illness and and I feel a lot of sadness and I feel a lot of fear but even knowing I'm in that and just acknowledging that to me like helps me rest (laughs) And, and pause so that I can be more like, like even though I am in my fear, I can, I can be okay in the fear because I know it's there and I don't have to pretend I'm just aggravated or sad. Like I got to do something else because I'm too scared to be with her in the moment. And, um, well, and to, and be, with, really and to be with your, yeah, to be with your emotions. I want to talk more about that. I think a lot of people, especially, you know, I'm not going to say especially women, I think men and women, but I think people are, afraid of pausing, and you talk about this a little bit in your book, um, Pause, by the way, that I've I've been listening to the audio version of it, and I'm loving it. Um, You talk about, you know, us staying really busy or us, you know, working really hard, and one of the reasons we don't want to slow down and pause is because we're actually afraid of what we'll find. Yes, exactly. So, uh I, I'm a big believer that pausing takes courage, right? I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's a, it's an hour or I, I, there's many types of pauses you can have too. So like a digital device pause where you choose to not be with your devices, that's a little scary even there one. <laughs> because you might miss them, like God forbid you miss, uh, something you want to respond to right away. You know, I mean, I'm kind of kidding, but, um, I think emotional connection is scary because I know I wasn't trained in it as a, woman or just a person and like you know my family dynamics that if I go back to that and it's in and I talk about this in pause is you know we we didn't we weren't angry there was no discussion of like being okay in your fear it was just denial and mm. like moving through to the next thing and I'm a I, and I have this term called busify and my brother Drew came up with it where busifying is a an example and I and I I like love my mom to death, but you know I, I'm just like her, following my, her footsteps. Where I've chosen to busify my life, meaning I fill it up with all these things, and they're good things like dancing or uh, running or rowing in my case. 
but I, I didn't have any time to really notice how I was feeling and an awareness of that. And, uh, and what happens is when we do not create the space to feel or be with ourselves, we kind of lose touch with that. And that's, I think, a big, when I look back at my story, I think one of the reasons I was so out of alignment was I wasn't present to my feelings or just present, period. <laughs> I was just kind of living in my head. And when we're in our heads, we're not in our bodies. We're thinking and we're thinking either about the future or the past. If we're actually like in the moment, we can feel. And that's why when I ask myself, when it's a great tip, by the way. So if you even ask yourself right now, what is the primary feeling or primary emotion I'm feeling right now? Fear, hurt, joy, sadness, or anger? These are the five emotions that I've been learning from the Wright Foundation in Chicago where I studied and got my coaching certification. Um, but if I'm able to name one of those, so like right now I'm feeling fear because there's all these things moving around and commotion around me and I'm wondering if you even hear me. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm not connecting with your audience. I don't know. So I'm, I'm feeling fear, but I'm also feeling a sense of calm, which is to me joy, like a, like a joy of sharing my message. So I have both of those right now. And so and now that I'm in that, I feel that more in my body. Both. Yeah. And that we can yeah. have both, you know, that we can. And I really like how you simplify. I think a lot of us listening, um, definitely myself included, we grew up learning that it was not okay to feel our emotions. And we weren't actually taught how, right? Um, in my family, like yours, anger was like the primary emotion expressed, but it could only be expressed by my father. Um, if anyone else expressed it, you know, you got smack dab, right? Like, so I think a lot of people listening have that experience where they don't even know how to emotionally connect with themselves because they weren't taught. Um, some of us, it wasn't safe. And it's really sad because our emotions are one of our guidance systems, right? Letting us know if we're in or out of balance. So I love how you're simplifying the, the five primary um, emotions, because I think we need to keep it simple when we're first learning how to do this again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's all about simplifying that, and that's a really good tool. So for all of us, if we can just drop in and say, what am I feeling right now? And it might just be like maybe you feel overwhelmed, but what, what, what would that feeling be? Because overwhelm is a state. It's not a feeling. Um, and it's really like fine lines between them, but that could be a lot of different feelings. And I would, I'd say that one's probably fear if it was overwhelmed, because I feel that one a lot or stressed. There's, there's definitely fear and there's, um, maybe some, some hurt or some anger in there too. Uh, so it's just important to notice that because we can be more with ourselves. And a lot of times that's not easy. And that's the fear of the, of pausing is to recognize that's not the case. Well, and you also talk about, you know, besides the fear of pausing and, and connecting with our emotions, which is a part of ourselves, you also talk about in your book um, the fear of pausing because of, you know, maybe finding that the voice in the head is, um, or the inner critic or whatever, is not so nice, right? Or that you don't like yourself. And I think yes. <laughs> that is really scary for a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very scary. And a lot of times it's brand new. No one has really done that before. So, like for me, that, that, that time was really the first time I had, I, I choose, chosen to look at 
myself and take a hard look at what was going on. And, and that's the other thing, I think. A big message of mine is choice is always there, and I can choose how I want to be in the moment. So I can choose to move towards my aliveness. I can choose to uh, engage and do something I want to do or be what I want to be at the moment, or I can choose to be a victim or um, not go out and engage and just kind of minimize whatever's going on and shut down. Um, that, those are always moment-by-moment moment choices, and, and so we create the world we live in, and that's the cool part is no matter what's happening in your own individual world, um, pausing pausing works and is for anyone and everyone. It just depends on what works for you. So there's a couple of really simple pauses that I am a big fan of. One is um, a belly breath pause, and I, and I don't know. Um, if you're interested, but we can do one right now together. And uh, Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I probably need it as much as everyone else on the call does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go ahead and take one of your hands and put it on your diaphragm, sitting up straight, maybe you're back away from the chair. And just take a breath with me, inhaling through your nose, exhaling through your mouth. Let's do one more because that was so good. Inhaling through your nose, exhaling through your mouth, and if your eyes are closed, give them open, opening them up. And that was that was a belly breath pause, where you can intentionally shift your behavior. I love that it's so like I think a lot of people, you know, they hear pausing and they hear, oh, well, Rachel paused for three months, or. You know, in my case, too, um, I was bedridden for three months, forced to pause when I was first diagnosed with MS. And um, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I need a long period of time to pause. But just doing this little exercise of um, the belly breath, like pauses can be really short and simple, and they can be done anywhere. I mean, you're, you told me earlier, you know, you're sitting in a busy room in Google. Like, you're in the middle of <laughs> lots yeah. of stuff going on, and here... You know, we could still do this kind of mini little belly breath exercise. Like it can be done anywhere. A pausing can happen anywhere at any time. But it is a choice, like you said. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's a big theme where a lot of times we are on autopilot. We're just going through the motions, and that's okay. I mean, that's how our brains work and we're wired where we're not conscious. We have actually a great fact is... 7% of our, our brains is conscious. <laughs> oh, 93% <laughs> of, of what goes on is unconscious. So isn't that interesting? Wow. Just so knowing that. So whatever your, yeah. your themes are for um, knowing you can make those choices when we choose in the moment to say, hold on a second, what am I feeling? Um, I have, uh, you know, that those are each instance of those is ways that you can tune in and align. And those are like micro pauses, if you will. That's something that I call that. And, and there's another great tip that I want to share, uh, something that I read about called the taser technique. So, you know, the taser stun gun where you've got a little yeah taser and you can like stun someone or an animal or whatever you need. And um, <laughs> it's an, it's yep. an, so my idea was, you know, if you take that uh, like that same metaphor and put it towards your thoughts, your your beliefs your, that aren't serving you, whether it's your negative beliefs, your historical beliefs, the patterns that are in your world, um, 
and it's and it stands for like you can you can zap those in a moment and and shift and so it, it stands for tune in so um you know tuning in to see what was the like wait hang on a second doing that autopilot coming off of that tune in what just happened oh like i you know this this like think of something today even that happened where things didn't go well and the belief is maybe i don't have time or i'm not enough or um, you know, like, like I don't matter. Uh, these are, these are core, core yearnings. Acknowledge that. So say, okay, yep, I actually just said I don't have time. Well, that's interesting. Um, hmm. and E is, E is expressed. So T-A, sorry, T-A-S. S is to, um, to, to, uh, to say out loud. So, so, so say them out loud and so say, hey, um, I, I, uh, I don't matter. Or say, sorry, say the new belief. I, I matter. Um, I, I have time, and then express it. And, and so expressing that, um, maybe it's the, maybe it's out, maybe it's out in the world if you're saying it. But it could also be journaling. But ideally, it's something that works for you in the moment. If you're in a big boardroom, you're not going to obviously say that. Um, and if you're, you know, circumstantially, you could say it silently though. <laughs> you can say it to yourself, and then repeat is the R. So repeating that. And so the idea is have its form over the long term and creating incremental shifts. And um, that's the way that that can go. So tasering your mental your mental thoughts really helps. Yeah. Oh, I love that, and I I'm glad that you actually brought that up because I was just about to bring up that a lot of us are holding these self-limiting beliefs. You know, not only about the ones we talked about earlier, where you know, and, and you mentioned I'm a loser. You know, I'm not good enough. Like all that kind of stuff. But then the belief, one of the biggest ones that holds us back from pausing and connecting with ourselves is the belief that I don't have enough time. I mean, everybody listening probably has that one to some degree. Um, you know, I still can fall into that once in a while. And I think that one is so important to really look at and, and call it bluff, right? Like, come on. We really, again, it comes down to choice, right? We have time. We all have time, and we get to choose what we're going to do with it, Right? Exactly. That's that's really important. So this taser your thoughts, I love that. And I think really um, one of the biggest ones we need to (laughs) we need to taser is the time one, um, so that we can take those micro pauses, um, which I love that term, or or a bigger pause, like for you and for me, uh, around three months. Um, What what are like another one or two? I know we're we're coming down to the time, but I'd love for you to share another like. Maybe like a mini pause, like something more than micro, but you know, less than three months. Like, what is another one of your favorite ways to pause? Um, so I have different types of pauses, and uh, and I think really it's about integrating a pause mindset every day. So that doesn't mean I mm-hmm. I, I have an even possible option to take a long extended pause. In fact, that's usually not the case. So I have a lot going on in my life, for example. So as you know, I wrote a book. I'm in. I'm working at Google today. I'm hosting an author to speak on conflict negotiation. Um, I have uh, three in-laws at my house in the week at night. So there's just a lot happening, and I'm in school. <laughs> like this is wow. all this stuff. So, so for me, pausing is, is 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 a requirement for my world. And to me, um, one of the ways I do that is I meditate and I pray every morning. So before I get out of bed, I actually lie there and I and I say the. Um, I, I say a prayer, so I say like, "Dear Spirit, today is," and I say the date. Uh, and you know, today I am I'm here to serve. Make me a vessel 
what would you, who would you want me to meet? Where would you want me to go? How would you want me to feel? What would you want me to say? How would you want me to be? Come sit in my heart and show me what you got. And I got that from um, the Course of Miracles book with uh, Marianne Williamson and Gabby Bernstein who introduced that to me. So I pass that on as a wonderful way to start the morning. It's two minutes, if that. And then I and then I aim to meditate um, for uh, for ten minutes in the morning as well. I haven't been doing that, but that's a pause that I do, and I use Headspace, which is a great app to use and start. And I think mm. they have a thirty day free trial. But if heads, you go to Headspace.com and it's like a couple million subscribers at this point, and it's a great app and way to get going in a mindful practice. And then I also do other things like um, the belly breath pause. You know, when I'm walking between meetings, I'm consciously feeling my feet on the ground. I'm asking myself what I feel. Um, so mm. those are pauses. And to me, pausing is risky too. So it's things that do take courage and are out of your comfort zone. Um, so when you have a conversation that feels risky or engaging, that's a pause. And that would be a way I, I, I choose to pause is to um, follow my yearnings, like feeling my deepest desires to be met, um, where I know I'm working towards mattering and connecting and whatever the other the other ones are. Um, but those are some ways that I pause and that daily pause is big. Digital device pause is another one where I choose to not sleep with my phone in my room. I put it out in the hallway um, for most times, unless I'm in a hotel or something and I need it. But uh, I, I don't. Sometimes I take a little pause from social media on the weekends. Like I don't check Facebook or Twitter or anything. Um, those are just ways that I little ways that I enjoy pausing, and they do not require money or time. They're really about intention and prioritizing what I know I need so that I can do in the world and I and and service and and pausing is in service to the doing. So that's what I enjoy. I, I love I love all of those that you shared. I think the you know unplugging from social media and electronics is a really important one for a lot of people because I think we definitely get on autopilot with that and can really stay disconnected from ourselves. Um, you know, when with without unplugging from those things. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing all those. I, I think you know one of the things you really drive home that's important is that. Pausing does not have to take a long time. It can be, you know, it can happen in short periods of time throughout the day. And I also agree that long periods of time sometimes are needed, um, depending on what's going on in your life. So scheduling those. Um, and then that prayer and meditation every morning. I'm in the same, you know, I'm in the same boat as you. When I wake up every morning, I take at least 10 to 20 minutes, and I love your prayer. I love that Course in Miracles prayer. Um, and I know that would be a really good starting point for a lot of people. So, again, thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. And um, and I want to, I know we have a few minutes, and, and I want to honor your time. So I'd love um, to also mention your free gift, which is your book, Pause, Chapters 1 and 2. And I just want to say, Rachel, like, I've been listening. I'm, I'm doing the audible.com version. Um, I like to listen while yeah. I walk and cook and things like that. And I love it because you're reading it. So it's so fun for me that I've been listening to you and now mm. I'm like connecting with you in person. So um, That's or, so know, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so I recommend everybody to sign up for Rachel's free gift. The link is right below this audio if you are on my website listening. If you are on iTunes or Podbean, 
you can go to tanyapenny.com, click on podcast, which is up on the toolbar on top, and it'll take you to Rachel's gift and everyone, um, all the experts' free gift, including mine, uh, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, the 10 Keys Blueprint, Audio Lesson, and Guided Therapeutic Meditation Practice. So, um, yes. Rachel, yes, any, thank you so much for being here. Any parting words? Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, well, as Alice Walker says, the wisdom is in the pause, and I am a true believer in that. I believe um, when we choose to prioritize ourselves, to tune in and align with what matters, we lead more satisfying and, uh, and aligned lives, no matter what's going on. And you can shift to be more fulfilled. And so my parting words are I encourage everyone to try that today before bedtime in some way and mm. see how it shifts you, what is different. And if you already have a pause practice, if you're sitting there saying, I already do this, awesome. What else would you want to change or do more of? So maybe you journal about it. Maybe you add a minute. Maybe you add another one. Maybe you tell a friend. When we are the ambassadors to transformation in this world, it's our responsibility to not only change ourselves, but then be the influence we want to be in the world, right? And so um, it takes all of us, I think, to, to do this and embrace it for ourselves and embody that, but also um, be the ones who can be the adversaries for change. And it starts with you and me. So know that. Yeah, and I think, I think the more we can, um, the more of us that can embody that it's okay to move out of the rat race and pause, right, to make time for that. Like, we really are the role models because our culture is so about not pausing. (laughs) Our culture is really about staying really busy, working really hard, striving, like, and not taking that time. So everybody listening, like, how can you be a pause, um, (laughs) what do you want to call it, like, I can't find the word right now, but it's like go out and like share this, right? Like share if you're already pausing, awesome. Um, if and even if you are, how can you how can you do it in different ways? Maybe some of the ways Rachel shared today to go even deeper, to connect even more with yourself. And um, yeah, we have to fill ourselves up and know who we truly are so that we can make a difference in the world. Um, you know, exactly. the difference that we really all are here to make. So. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today for Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. And uh, my parting words, as always, are remember progress, not perfection, right? So making these changes, the changes that we really want to make to have 100% health um, and abundance in our life, it may take time, but there are things, small things that you can do today um, to move forward. Yes. So thank you, and um, I look forward to connecting with you all soon, and thank you again, Rachel. Thank you, Tanya. I really enjoyed being on your show. Thanks so much. Me too, Rachel. And um, everyone, remember to grab your free gifts, um, either below this audio or if you're on Podbean or iTunes, you can go to tanyapenny.com and click on Podcast. Um, I believe it's on the top right of the screen, and you can find Rachel's gift, my gift, and all the other amazing leaders and coaches, interviews and gifts as well. Bye, everyone. 
Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.